Podcast, sponsored by Roughneck Scarves. My name is Tony. Here with Dave, David, I'm Connor, Dave Stevens, David Sterling, Connor Ennis. I'm Tony Permanzi. This is one of our weekly Zoom casts. Of course, we're coming to you from our respectable houses. Uh, Dave is still in the country. Uh, he hasn't gone back, yet, thankfully. And uh, Connor is not on a camping trip today. So good we have all four of us again together for the second was that a camping trip last time no that was that was Dave, that was david's birthday party last time but the time, time yeah. before that you were well, out of camp in chicago but oh, yeah. uh you were somewhere you were somewhere i was somewhere else yeah 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 <laughs> so uh we are all of course drinking minnesota craft beers uh connor how about you go first what do you got Ready? Well, I've got something called the Devil's Cattle IPA from Voyager Brewing in Grand Marais. Um, and this is uh, a great kind of West Coast style IPA. Um, it's very, very hoppy. It's at 6.8% alcohol, so it's uh, a little bit up there. And um, the it's kind of cool because you see the on, on the can here it says brewed for adventure in grand marais so it's kind of got a little bit minnesota touch to it which i think is kind of nice but i like it it's a it's a great hoppy flavorful ipa oh. Ooh, voyager i don't think we've had that one before voyager for the record that's spelled uh v-o-y-a-g-e-u-r you are yes. way. yeah voyager, voyager. All right, uh, it's French. Mm-hmm. Uh, how about you, Dave? What do you have? So I was uh, actually down at Union 32 Craft House in Ian on Friday, last Friday evening, and I picked up a crawler of the Skolsch, which is, as you can probably guess, it's their Kolsch-style beer. It's actually rhubarb strawberry infused to that. And um, so basically, I don't know if you for those people who don't get down to the south suburbs or aren't familiar with Union 32 Craft House, it's basically, um, I called it like a, a sports bar um, craft brewery hybrid. And, you know, maybe that's not being fair. It's, I mean, but it's got the best of both worlds, I'd say. And in, also with that, they have basically their, I don't know, wall of 32, they call it, where they have, it's a self-serve wall. Basically, you go up and select the beer. You pour it if you want. You don't have to, especially in this environment. But uh yeah, what's nice about it is they may they have anywhere between four or five of their beers rotating through there at any good, given time, and then the rest of that wall, so 28 other beers are going to be local Minnesota craft brews. So it's really it's a great environment down there. They have um, they also have like a permanent um, uh, food partner or food. I don't know. I don't know. I honestly don't know if it's their own or different management or under the same roof exactly. But it is literally under the same roof. It's called What the Truck. So they basically have a food truck style menu. It's a small menu, but it's an excellent menu. Fantastic chicken. And so it reminded me a little bit of, in that regard, of Invictus, where they have, what is it, the, uh, I'm going to forget off the top of my head, but they have their uh, uh, barbecue place, whatever it's called. It's Tipsy tipsy Steers. Tipsy Steers. Tipsy Steers. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, the, the, so I chose a Skolsch because I actually tried that on Friday and then had to come home with a Crowler, knowing we were going to record here tonight. And, uh, but I will say this, it's, it's a Kolsch beer, of course, and uh, extremely easy drinking. I love the, the rhubarb strawberry. It's uh, very easy drinking, comes in at 
0.25% alcohol. And maybe I'm just saying that because it's been a long Monday and I'm ready for a beer, but yeah, it's delicious. And I'd highly recommend a trip down there. There you go. Uh, David, what are you doing? So I have um shocking announcement here, an Oktoberfest. What? Um, Whoa. Uh, from, from Omni. Uh, I have a lot of Oktoberfests that I'll be drinking you. over the next couple of weeks. Um, I bet you never saw that coming. But this one's uh, pretty good. I mean, if you wanted to compare it to a real Oktoberfest, um, you know, from Germany, I mean, uh, I think it's it's quite on par. Uh, it's a little bit uh, malt forward, uh, very, very little on the hops, uh, which a Marzen should be. And it's 5.6%, which is what um, Marzen should be. Um, can't complain at all. Uh, I did think it was kind of cool. I never noticed this before. Omni actually puts their address on their cans. What? what? Yeah. So you can show it. Yeah. Where? All right. Well, I have a new brewery this week. It is uh, Moose Lake Brewing Company up in, of course, Moose Lake, Minnesota. Uh, it is their not bumper mango blonde. Yeah, so it's a it's a blonde and it's mango, and you can taste the mango in it, and it's a, it's a blonde ale. I, there's really not much more to say on it other than it's a mango ale, pretty much. It's good. How how it's does a, it compare to the uh, the the favorite of at least a couple people we know? The um, what is it? The Lift Bridge mango blonde. Right. Isn't it a mango blonde from Lift Bridge? They do have a mango it blonde. Is, yeah. 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 Uh, I would say I've had that mango blonde, and I, again, you couldn't tell the difference. I mean, when you start getting into uh, ales and you put mango and stuff into them, it's hard to tell the difference between both of them. It's a good ale. Uh, it's 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 great, um, but it's from a new brewery, Moose Lake Brewing Company in Moose Lake. So I had to pick it up. Uh, shout out to Nap Valley Liquor in Otsego. The guy who runs that place is always on board with putting new stuff out there every time I go in. If I go in there once a week, he's got a new rotation going in, something else. I've never seen this Moose Lake in there before. I asked him about it. I said, what's with the Moose Lake? He's like, oh, we got, they offered some crawlers of this. So I bought a bunch of them and put them in there for people to buy. I'm like, oh, perfect. I'll buy one, you know? So uh, he's got a great rotating uh, beer selection up there. Um, and Moose Lake, uh, side note, Moose Lake was the halfway point when I was a kid between the iron range and my parents' house in Lankville. So anytime that we'd go up there, Moose Lake was like the halfway point. And if my grandma was picking us up, we'd mean Moose Lake, you know, so kind of got a significance to me. So good beer. Um, hopefully one of these days I'll get up there and try it. So, um, before we get out of the beer talk, we are trying to get to a new brewery next Saturday. Uh, the message has been sent to that brewery and hopefully they get back to us soon. Uh, it will be very different from any of the breweries we've been to before. Uh, I will say that it is, uh, completely off the rails in terms of what we're used to. So anywho, um, let's get, uh, we have to break. Good break for a little bit, David. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. Talk as you need, as you feel All right. necessary. All right. David's got to go deal with something. So uh, let's see here. We were going to talk about uh, 
Kansas, uh, we played Kansas City and we lost. So we're not talking. Yeah, about I mean, yeah. we can. We don't need to spend more than a couple minutes. So I mean, as, not, as we sit here tonight, I mean, the game was over a week ago. Uh, we last recorded from David's Oktoberfest birthday over a week ago on the twelfth. The Kansas City match was the next night, that Sunday night. Um, not a whole lot of good to say about it. Uh, I think the only thing, one thing I'll say is it was a heavily rotated game uh, out of necessity. You know, the injury list. Uh, on both for both sides was it was a laundry list a long list of players that were out unavailable due to injuries most of them not even clear at this point why they were out especially on the Kansas City side well I shouldn't say especially on both sides really Uh, so if you want to talk about that very odd starting lineup the one highlight I guess you'd say is maybe DeBossi got a start his first start well it was uh, just it was a weird lineup to begin with because of the rotation Um, you know it was a game I think we could have won if we'd gone with our regular rotation, but unfortunately we didn't. It was one to nil. Um, not much more to say about it other than it was a loss to Kansas City, which kind of hurt us standings because KC was above us. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, getting even a point out of that game would have been nice. Uh, unfortunately, mm-hmm. Heath even came out afterwards and said it. Uh, he said that they had to get other guys in there because of the condensed schedule and even though we weren't playing again until the following Saturday, which I was like, okay, condensed schedule, but you don't, you have a whole week off. So what's the point, you know? Um, But again, it was last week. That was then. This is now. We had a game Saturday night versus Houston in, uh, was in Houston, correct? Yes. Of course it was. Yes, it was. Of course it was. Uh, The temperature down there wasn't too bad for us this time i think it was in the 90s well no actually yeah, I, I made a note of exactly that i think either david or yourself asked uh asked what it was a kickoff and so i looked and so it was uh, a pretty as far as houston goes although we're getting into mid-september here but it was 82 degrees at kickoff oh there you go with yeah. and i and i made the comment it was actually not it was not as warm here but it was less humid uh than here in minnesota than it was in houston at kickoff so you really can't blame the weather you know, for any no. result or lack thereof. So, um, yeah. and we witnessed game. I think need. I mean, we wanted to win. I mean, here's the deal: we lost the KC. We have a whole week off. We want to win in Houston. We have problems winning games in the state of Texas. We all know that. Yeah. Um, but I think if I look at the lineup, I believe our lineup, and I didn't watch much of this game because I was at a barbecue in my garage and I was drinking heavily. Anywho, um, if you look at the lineup here, most of our starting lineup was intact. I mean, Amaria is still out. Uh, so Toya's at the forward. Uh, mm-hmm. Ozzy was still out. So you had Dotson in there. Uh, but on the And then, of course, Ike is still out. So you had Debassi starting for Ike in the middle. Yes, yeah, so, so he maintained his starting role over Aha. Uh-huh, uh-huh, so. yeah, but yeah, it well, was, I called it a, a solid lineup. And uh, you know, a lineup that you want. And then, you know, so at, at going into the game, Ja'Cory Hayes and Aaron Schoenfeld both traveled. They were both on the bench uh, mm-hmm. listed as available. So coming coming off of injury, injuries listed as questionable coming into that one. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, you said it, Tony. Houston is a place in Texas in general, but Houston especially. They, you know, uh, they haven't won in Houston no. in, in their MLS uh, no campaign here in the last three years three and a half nope. years they they've i think they've got out there got out of there with one draw 
not recently. A couple of them. Yeah. Oh, a couple of draws, but not yeah. recently. But uh, and uh, the other note that I sorry, Tony, the other note that I saw that I liked uh, before the game even I should say I did not like was the fact that you know Houston Houston was I don't know you know you look at them in the standings they were eighth in the West with fourteen points Minnesota's fourth in the West at the time but um, as far as Houston was concerned at home they hadn't conceded in three consecutive wins there mm-hmm. so. They were hot. They, had, I think, they lost to Dallas uh, the week before, the yes. game before, I should say. So, uh, I do also want to mention that, of course, uh, Dane was still in goal with Fred yeah. Emmings as the backup because Ranginson is um, injured. You mean Ranginson? You mean him? Man, Ranginson? No, he's still injured and. I think we're going to talk about that a little bit here at the end of the podcast. We did pick up a backup goalie finally. So Fred is no longer the backup, so to speak. Um, he, yeah, he, he was in Houston, of course, because he was, yes. I think, yeah. So we, uh, we go into this game. God, I was very afraid that we we're going to get our asses blown out here because I just thought well, rightfully so Tony I mean we, last time we went into Houston we had what many of us might consider yeah. one of the worst games we've ever seen by Minnesota United and that's saying a lot considering our first couple of years but uh, that yeah. was uh, it was a it was a complete shit show last time yeah. so it's never good when we go into Houston um, however we did start a, a better lineup this time than we did last time so yes. And we, and we got the the goal scoring going off right away in the eleventh minute with, uh, with uh, who got the Molino got it was the Kevin Molino right? yeah on the uh, on yeah. the breakaway there on the counter there yeah uh, you know just a a real great uh, capitalization by uh, pressure from the defense uh, just uh, making things happen with a turnover in midfield from Houston uh, Jan Bregus uh, taking his time as he should be, not passing it too early, as Minnesota so often do, um, and uh, finding Kevin Molino on the on the left. And it's an easy goal. To, it's just an, you love to see that kind of goal going across the face of goal. Oh, yeah. It was a very, very nice goal. I did get to see that yeah. one. Um, so we start off the scoring. We're up 1-0. Uh, but, and this is, an, uh, this is a situation I want to talk about guys, because I actually read a really good article today on the athletic. I think, uh, Jeff Reuter wrote about it. Um, the dynamo got, it was Michael Boxel was called for a foul, uh, in the box, but of course on Houston, they have a guy by the name of Darwin Quintero who takes penalty kicks. Darwin, now, we, Darwin yeah, you know, DQ, I'd like to call him. DQ. Yeah. And we know that DQ is great at penalty kicks. He did a great job when he was w- with us. Um, and he's, he's a very prolific penalty uh, kick taker, as I'd like to say. But he's going up, up against Dane. And the funny thing is that Jeff Reuter said um, DQ liked to stay after practice when he was with United to take extra penalty kicks. And guess who was the goalie that was always in goal when he took those extra kicks? It was Dane. So I did not know. Yes. So Dane had a little bit of a, I know this guy, I know what he likes to do. And guess what? Dane makes the save on, on DQ and shuts him uh, out. Sure makes all that practice count, doesn't it? Exactly. Yeah. Does, so. yeah you know, I mean, uh, what's interesting about that is there was a little scuffle between Quintero and uh, 
uh, well, now I can't remember which other his teammate over who got to who got to take this penalty, and it, you can see them right before the penalty. Uh, I can't think of which one it was. Um, was it Minotas or Lassiter? I'm gonna pull this up here because it was. Or, or, that yeah, he's, he, hold, so was, he's holding the ball, and Quintero's grabbing it away from him to take the PK. <laughs> and it's as as the article said, you would think Darwin would be at least making a connection that hey, this is the guy that I faced mm-hmm. taking extra kicks. Maybe I shouldn't be so gung ho on going after this PK, um, and it, you know, I, personally, I think the PK was pretty shitty, uh, but it's, you know, I don't know. I mean, you just look at it and you, it was Rodriguez, um, oh, Rodriguez, and and he and he and he was he was the player that Boxel fouled. And who, yeah. you know, I don't know, I don't know, I, I guess no penalty in the box, no foul in the box is a good one, but uh, it was Boxall. Who was, who was first, who was, who was first? It was on the left side. It was Romaine um, was trying to dribble it. was Romaine yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah. And he got tangled up with, um, with Rodriguez. Yes. And uh, Rodriguez managed to actually muscle him off the ball and get past him. Yeah. Uh, and I will say this, though. I mean, you know, you know, Darwin Quintero, I mean, it was his birthday. So, I mean, just for that reason alone, probably deserved to take the kick, or maybe that's what he was thinking. He wanted to score on his birthday. No doubt but, about it. But we, this, is, this is the only – this situation happened in the Chicago game this weekend as well. Did you guys see that? You had, no, and, I didn't. And, no. and, and, and Kelva was involved in that one. Of course he So was. You, had, you had two of the uh, fire players arguing about who was going to take the penalty kick. Calvo came up and was trying to be like the mediator. And it was like, I think it sort of was like three minutes long, guys. They were arguing about who's taking the penalty kick. And finally, the guy got to take it. And of course, he missed. <laughs> and the commentators were all going, don't, don't you guys talk about this before the game starts, who your penalty kick takers are? I mean, isn't that like, you know who you're, you know who's going to take your corner kicks? You know who's going to take your penalty kicks? I mean, come on. Yeah, you know, and I think it was Kendra. Or maybe it was Cal. I can't remember. One of them brought up that this is something uh, they need to address. Houston does because him and Rodriguez went at it again on a free kick later in the game, yeah, yeah. Um, trying to decide who's going to do it. And they both basically look. I mean, it, you literally usually you can tell once they two players line up who's going to take it. But those two guys, they were clearly not sure who was going to get yeah. to take that free kick either. And it, I mean. We Loons fans know what Quintero's personality is like. Mm-hmm. Uh, Club America fans know what his personality is like. They, you know, I don't know. Maybe he won't be at Houston beyond another year, but they better figure something out because he'll just shut himself down. Is what yeah, he'll do. He'll just stop. Yeah. Um, so Dane saves that uh, penalty kick. So we're still up one nil. Uh, we then get another goal here uh, with a nice shot from Robin Lude on the rebound. Um, so we're on now up uh, two nil. And uh, he's looking pretty good. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Fantastic. You know, that entire first half, I mean, it wasn't great, but it was, uh, it definitely looked a lot better than it could have. 
There, yeah. I mean, yeah, and I mean, that's right. I think, I mean, you, if you want to complain about the first half, I mean, it's hard to complain about a half and where, where you take a two nil lead on the road. However, certainly the first half of that first half was pretty good. I mean, just after Molino's goal, you know, uh, Chase Gasper had another shot from a very similar position, but uh, it was, it was nowhere near as good. I think it was well high if I remember right. But uh, there, there was some other early – there was good pressure by Minnesota, the good shots. I think the, they cooled off in, the, in that second half of the first half, like I said. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. There, it was nice to see, I guess, at least from a results standpoint. You know, and I'd like to point out uh, this, this loot goal, he actually had a chance created on his own goal because that, that pass across the box to Molino or Toy, yeah. I don't remember which one it was, um actually was a was a key pass so he created the chance on his own goal um because obviously it was unassisted oh. because it was a rebound so um i, th- I think that's kind of funny it, it, it was molino i mean because it was i think it was Ren- i know it was renoso who got it to laud yeah lude sorry and then and then and passed it to molino but it was a long pass from renoso up to lude who then got to molino with a shot and then lude has the rebound and can we just talk about uh, Reynoso and his near god status at this point with this team? Because again, that pass to Lud to set that all up was perfectly weighted, perfectly placed. You, you can't. I mean, there is nobody on our squad that can put a ball like he can. It's just there just isn't. Yeah, I mean, since like he, all those since, months that we that we went after him is looking to pay off for sure. His right. I mean, you've said it in different in uh, in previous podcasts, uh, David, that his soccer IQ uh, is just through the roof in that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, we, it, and he's got a lot of he's got a really nice uh, center of gravity as well. Um, yeah. To he can take on the challenges. He he stays. He can stay on his feet unless it's a disaster of a foul. Um, which we'll, I'm sure we'll talk about here in a second. Um, I mean, it's it's just really it's really impressive. So yeah, yeah. I mean, given given you know coming off a loss at SKC that you know in this game, but you know you look at the two games prior against Real Salt Lake and and Dallas, where where would this team be without Reynoso, especially with the injuries that they've had to deal with? I mean, I ooh, I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe they get. I don't know if they win those prior two games before SKC. I don't. I don't know. Who knows? He's, but he's been needed this, on this team, especially needed, with the injuries yeah. for a long and, time. Uh, yeah, yeah, and uh-huh. for a long time. But uh, yeah. we'll see when we finally get everybody back on the damn pitch. But yeah, it, um, I mean, will we? <laughs> who knows? Uh, question. So we come out of the half, guys. We're up two to nil, feeling pretty confident. What do we always say about being up two to nil, though? Well, it's more like what you always say, but yeah. Yeah. I've yeah. heard it. I've I mean, heard it. On, I think I've it's heard a very superstitious scoreline. I I don't like it, but yeah, okay. So it may, it makes for a more we'll say this. It makes for a more desperate Houston side. It also could could open the game up, which it did. It certainly did coming into that second half. But let's uh, we did have a halftime sub, which is not always the case for the Minnesota squad here. But uh, it was Aha coming on for Debassy. So, well, that's not surprising. And not really, but well, and it turns out that that ended up being an injury, um, which is highly disappointing um, because, you know, not that we need another one, no. uh, but obviously he just got here, you know, it's only a second 
appearance, and now mm-hmm. now he might have to sit out. Well, I'm sure he'll sit out uh, Wednesday. Oh yeah. Um, you know that's it's too bad, really too bad. Um, so they get the second goal here. Uh, it was uh, St. Clair. St. Clair came out to punch the ball out, put it right at the feet of uh, at the feet of DQ, who of course <laughs> made a chip shot. Seen that? Before. Yeah. It's like, like a slap in the does. face. That I love that chip shot when he played for us, and I hate it now. Mm-hmm. Ridiculous. Well, you know, and it, I guess the only I, complaint is did did he did he have to punch it? Is that I mean? And I just don't to, think he did. You know, it, I I'm sitting here looking at the replay right now, and I looked at it a few times uh, on a Saturday night via my DVR, and I'm telling you, you know, Aha was trying to make a play. And you can see Aha ducks down because he can yeah. see Dane running out of the box. I I just think he didn't get a good uh, he didn't get good solid contact on it because Aha was right there. Um, I mean they practically ran into each other. I, I just think it was a rookie mistake. I, it's I think I said in our text that you know Dane has to learn to trust his defenders because um, I I think. I think AHA could have made a play on it. You know, I think uh, Kendra and Cal mentioned that they weren't sure he was in the right position. But I don't know. I mean, I've looked at this replay probably a dozen times now, and I think he was there. Um, So I think it comes down to Dane could have gotten a punch on it had it been a slightly different situation. I think he should have just let it go. Yeah. Yeah, I mean – Rookie mistake. It's going to happen. Uh, he had an outstanding game, though. Uh, he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And we, I mean, technically, guys, if you look at it, we, I mean, this game would have been ours if, uh, what we're going to talk about next, Molino's shot would have actually gone in. Uh, but it was a great save by Merrick uh, yeah. up in the top corner there. Uh, I, I'm looking at that that shot right now and it's like it's a beautiful uh, shot yeah it's, beautiful he's, shot. he's got the he's got the power he's got the he's got the the curl on it mm-hmm. and it's very accurate as well mm-hmm. um it's but you know sometimes goalkeepers just put full off great saves and it was truly an amazing save it was and yeah. uh yeah uh, it could have put us oh. up three to one unfortunately it didn't uh, the, the only thing I'll say to that is you know just coming off that shot tony was uh the fact that it led to a corner and that Reynoso took it. Now, that, that's probably not a shock or a surprise to a lot of people, I suppose, but it, it is different from what we're used to seeing. You know, we're used to seeing uh, your, your guy, the sniper, yep. uh, Jan Gregish, take all the, the free kicks and corners. And, in fact, I think just a little later on there was a free kick, and then Reynoso took that one as well. I, I, yeah. I just wonder, is this – and I, that's not a bad – this is not a bad thing. I'm well, just wondering if we're going to see a lot more of that or are we going to see, you know, back and forth – Who's I think there, take this one. I think there's a reason for that, Dave, and I think the reason is, of course, Jan is taller, um, and we don't really have. I mean, think about it. We don't have Ike in the box anymore. Um, we don't have Amaria in the box, uh, so you're missing a lot of bigger guys in the box. And Jan being a little taller probably helps out with what they want to do. Um, yeah, I agree so, with that. Yeah, uh, yeah I also. Point. Point. I also should point out that. Um, Statistically wise, uh, both of Reynoso's corners um, ended up being chances created too. So I mean, it 
you know, he's taken over for those corners and he's making something out of them. Or I should yeah. say he's allowing them, allowing his teammates to make something out of them. So yeah. that's a Yeah, good I thing. think that, that uh, the, the, I guess the first one that I saw, the corner, the corner off, off, coming off of Molino's shot, which required the save, led to Reynoso's corner. That came all the way through and almost, it almost got to loot at the back post. And uh, yeah, it was nearly very effective. And you know what it does, guys. I mean, when things get back to normal on this team, potentially, it sets up some nice kind of flip flopping with Gregus and and Reynoso. You know, not knowing which one is going to take the corner, right. uh, being able to do some plays, maybe potentially. Um, yeah. So that should be very interesting. Yeah, you know, and it, it's it allows yeah it allows the uh, the team to make a split second decision as to should this be an in-swinger or an out-swinger? Does this look like a better opportunity for Jan to get it, get more underneath it um, and, and a better, just more power behind the shot? Or is this a better finesse at time for Reynoso? I mean, there's there's a lot of stuff that's going to force the defense and the keeper to have to re- really rethink what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, this is – it's fantastic to have these issues. Um, oh, yeah. As long as they haven't figured out yeah. before the game and we don't have <laughs> – not fighting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we didn't get that goal there, but, uh, you know, Houston comes back and makes us pay for it, guys, uh, with an equalizer that was a uh, free kick that was uh, kicked by DQ, but, uh, of course, saved by Dane, but then uh, headed in by Figueroa. Yeah. And it, those second chances, I mean, my God – we have been terrible protecting our goal yeah. on a second yeah. chance. Yeah, it's been a bad deal. And, I, I, yeah. I, again, that's where we miss Ike, I think, the most uh, on those second chances because I think Ike would clean up a lot of that stuff. I think Ike was uh, very – communicate with those guys and make sure they're in the right spot and make sure that things were happening. So Definitely. Yeah. And he's a veteran. He's a veteran. He knows what comes – when balls come out, knows where they're going. You know, he, he kind of has that feel for it. So You know, and I can't really tell on our text, I was trying to blame someone. And it it's like Molino literally just turns around and watches. He does. And, then, and he didn't even move. He didn't even try. Yeah. And then Gasper turned around, took a step, stopped, and then took another step when he realized it was going to be bad. Yep. And then Lud was just too far behind. I, I, I think it could have been stopped by either Molino or Gasper. I don't think Lud had a chance, but it's that's just laziness. I mean, yeah. right there, though, it was just pure laziness. Yeah. And I hope that Heath had a or will have a nice conversation with both of them. Well, you know, the fact that Molino was one of the, the guys furthest back uh, during that free kick should be a red flag in itself because he should be the one pushing upward and letting the defense handle that one. Sure, it's free kick inside the area, but Molino's not a defender. He's an attacker. Uh, so Gasper should be in the – Gasper, in my opinion, should, should have been in the area uh, marking those second chances. But then I got to ask, like, um, you know, where's Romain? Where's um, uh, where's Aha in that area? And I, well, uh, I think they're all in the wall. So yeah, they are. Yeah, I yeah. think. Oh. 
Um, I'd have to look at it again, but I'm pretty sure they are. Yeah. And that's the problem. Oh, you, you lose yeah. a lot of that height because they get end up getting in the wall. Yeah. Um, but well, still, well, and also look how many people they put in the wall too. That leaves only three defenders in the back with Molino, Gasper, uh, and Lude, uh, two of which are not defenders. And that leaves them to deal with the four orange shirts. Um, to and either way, they're outnumbered. So it's a, yeah. it's very very poor defense to begin with. Mm-hmm. I, I think I agree, and I don't know who determines uh, the wall size. Does anyone know? Is that a is that a keeper it, job or is that, that a captain that, that, job? I, I, I've always thought I don't know, but I've always thought it was a goalkeeper's job. Yeah. Just looking at the way he's trying to organize the wall, move the wall, position yeah. the wall. Now, is it his decision on, okay, is there going to be five or six or four, whatever it is? I don't know. That might, It would be my guess is all. Mm-hmm. Okay. But guess is good yeah. as mine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So they score a goal. Now we're tied up, guys. And uh, so we went from really great to really shitty in the span of 45 minutes. Actually, not even 45 minutes. Like freaking like – well. 30 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it didn't, um, it, it, I mean, it felt like it took just a second, especially when you're, you know, yeah. you, you got a two zero two nil halftime lead. Come on. Yeah. So, well, and yeah. you know, we should be, we should be clear. I don't think Houston never really took their pedal out their foot off the pedal at all. No. Um, I mean, they were going pretty steady the entire match. Mm-hmm. Um, even I think, um, I think leading up to Darwin's goal, I feel like we were still pretty evenly matched in terms of um, momentum. I didn't really feel terribly yeah, concerned about what was happening. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's just one of those things where it's, it was a a shitty result that came well, out of two bad plays, really. Just yeah, yeah, two, two bad, bad plays. Yeah. But there's a final bad play right at the end of the game there, guys. Uh, that is Jan Grigas getting the red card for swiping at some uh, Houston player. Um, pretense this, of course, is I guess there was a squabble about the ball on a free kick and Jan had the ball or something like that. And then he, the guy took the ball away and Jan swiped at him, didn't even hit the guy. Because I guess the guy was sh- way shorter than Jan, yeah. He, so swung he swiped, over. swiped over his head. Yeah. So, and they call the red card on it, yeah. which I think is going to get. I think it's going to get overturned because I just I think that's just well, shit. We'll see. You'd think we'd find out about that if that happens in the next uh, well, day or two at most. But yeah, um, but so we'll see. I wouldn't hold my breath, but I mean, it's a we shit did, call. It, yeah, it, se- it seemed call. like it. I mean. I mean, if he would have made contact, there's, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. you can't argue it, but he didn't, you know, and, and I guess you call it, he's calling for the intent, which is severe, That's, but I don't know. You know, if the thing is, is I think I said this um, in our, in our text, That's that's shit happens every game. Exists. I mean, it's literally, yeah. there's, there's guys mm-hmm. constantly throwing their arms, you know, mm-hmm. trying to fight away from something, somebody, I, it's it's completely insane to call a red card on something that had zero contact. Yeah, because you you're you're forcing the referee to make a judgment call on intent. Yeah, and it's like I don't I don't care. I mean, it, if if you don't make contact, then who cares? 
You throw a yellow. No idea if it's actually supposed to be what it was. Throw yeah. a yellow then. And, uh, That's all you got to do. Is throw a yellow. Yeah. I don't understand what the red's all about. If you look back at the replay too, the the Houston guy, by the way he was looking, I don't think he even noticed that Greg was trying to take a swing at him. Uh, he just kept looking at the ball the entire time. So yeah, there's. I know. There's I just, thought somebody. You know, yeah, I thought I saw somebody say that it looked a little uh, uh, over the top from Jan, so that's why it had it looked like there's intent. But it's like I don't know. The guy was grabbing at the ball and grabbing at him. Yeah, uh, yeah. You're gonna you're gonna. Pull yourself away, swing your arms, whatever. I, I think we, it was complete shit. Uh, and we I see that on totally. we see that on broadcasts all the time. Guys, yeah. uh, other players come to get the balls and whatever it happens. Yeah. A red card is way too extreme. I think MLS will say, okay, that's we're not we're yeah. gonna put that. I, I mean, that's like doing one of those in in the NFL, doing a fifteen yarder for an offensive lineman that that takes gives a little shove to a linebacker that got in his face. I mean, it's like mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. You might see it these days, but, you know, a few years ago, you never, ever thought no. someone would flag for that. And obviously yeah. this is worse because it's ejection. And you miss a game. Yeah. Yep. And that most like, well, we'll see most likely unless we hear some news early tomorrow. But, you know, and that, that red card by Gregor's actually bookmarked a couple subs by both players who were listed as questionable coming in. Uh, Schoenfeld coming on from Olino just before the red card, and then I think just immediately after the red card, Ja'Cory Hayes came on for Reynoso. So I guess we had a Schoenfeld sighting, so that's something. Uh, Yeah, yeah, Tony, you're wrong. I was right. You're wrong. I was right. Well, I almost forgot about that. We uh, The reason we were going back and forth is uh, Tony was adamant that we would not see Schoenfeld, and then – we, I, I guess I wasn't saying that we would see him, but I was, I just was, I, I was convinced that he wouldn't travel if no. he wasn't at least going to be available. I didn't know that yeah, we'd well, see him, but well, they had to throw him out there. I mean, come on, they saw, well, him and it, you know, I go back to my argument. Um, you know, Kai is certainly available Wednesday, mm-hmm. but he hasn't played since I looked it up. I don't remember if I said this to you guys or not. August, August twenty eighth, I think, and he only made like a twenty minute appearance. Yeah. And the guy has not played much at all in the last month. And so, it, I mean, I don't know. I, I think Schoenfeld had to get minutes uh, yeah. Saturday night to just know if he's got gas in the tank. And let's finish this game up, and then we're talking about Kai a little bit. Uh, so two two. Tie game. Uh, we get a point out of the deal, um, which is better than better nothing, than. So better yeah. Than so I'll say this. So, yeah. so quick hitter. I mean, so Minnesota gets their. I mean, it's their first point on the road since March. You know, way back before. You know, of course, um, the whole MLS was back, and so it's the first point on the road in a long time. But is that is you know is you're gonna look at it in good news that way they got a point on the road or are you gonna look at it oh they blew a half time it's, it's two points lost halftime lead it's yeah. two points lost yeah so there's your yeah. that's your answer yeah I mean it's it is uh, there's no yes. we yeah. should be giving up those two goals well and uh, look at the standings guys in uh, the West is a, just a jumble it's a goat rodeo out west right now. It is. Uh, with the standings, and so you're yeah. going to need to get at least a point in every game moving forward to keep yourself competitive in the West. Um, losing a game out West at any point could drop you down 
five, six places right now. I mean, it yeah. is that it could, it could put below the playoff line. Mm-hmm. Put it put it this way, um, you know, you could even go all the way up to top of the West right now. As we, it's it's Seattle. They're you know they're safe relatively speaking with twenty one. They haven't clinched anything. However, you know Minnesota, of course, sits in fourth. You know, thanks to what uh, the, the goal differential over yeah. Portland. But I mean, you're so let's look at fourth in the West, eighteen points. You can go look at the Houston Dynamo, who were very you know they were you know getting a point out of that game means that they they're in 10th, but at 15 points. So fourth to 10th, that's three points. I mean, now it almost sounds like a broken record last year, but now here we are in a condensed schedule. You know, it's even more so now. Mm -hmm. So let's talk right now, guys, about uh, transactions and injuries, because we've got a couple of each. Uh, David mentioned it. Kai Kamara is now officially a loon um, after being traded from uh, Colorado, correct? Colorado? Colorado? Yes, that's right. Um, for a second round draft pick and some TAM money. Uh, no, it's 150000 in GAM. I oh, think. GAM. Sorry. Yeah, yeah sorry. it is GAM. Yeah. GAM. Okay. So, so that- he, he's, uh, he's coming in um, and we need him because we obviously, guys, and this kind of goes with Amaria is his injury worse than what we all think it is so no I don't think that's the case I think this is um this is telling us that there is no confidence in Mason Toy okay uh because you know look we just signed a guy right I mean we knew about it before the game you know what two days before the game uh, or was it Friday? I don't remember now. Um, it, it would have been Friday afternoon. And Mason Toy went into Houston and I think looked as bad as he always has. I mean, he yeah. he is has played zero convincing minutes for me this year. And it, I'm telling you, you have Schoenfeld, you have Amaria injured. You bring in someone like Kai, Toy is now number four on the depth chart. Yeah. I, I mean, I think, honestly, I think and half healthy Amaria is better than Mason Toy to uh, our staff right now. Yeah, I think that's what that signing says. Well, if that's the case, then my thought would be well, either Toy's got to be loaned out if he can't be, uh, or I guess after the season, do we cut ties with Mason Toy? I mean, is well, it well, uh, over? Well, it depends on. I mean, I think Kai's done at the end of the year. He's thirty six. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting that you bring up like a half healthy Amaria is better than a, health, a fully healthy toy because that was, the, I think that was fully the thought down in Orlando. I mean, because I you know they brought Am- Amaria maybe you know they brought him back maybe sooner than they should have, but he was back. He what I don't I think most people would agree that he wasn't effective, right. but they tried to bring him back and they 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 wanted him out there, but yeah. Yeah, you know, and I guess some of that could have been because of the fact that he's on loan and they're trying to just get minutes to see anything. But I, I agree, Dave. I think you could have rested Amaria and let him heal up, and instead you kept putting him out there. Yep. I, I really believe that no one feels confident in Mason Toy. I don't know what else the explanation would be. But now, to Tony, to your point, I think 
I don't think Kai's going to be here next year. I no, honestly yeah. think we just spent a ton of money. Well, quote unquote, funny years money on, yeah. um, on a guy that's just going to fill the gap for, you know, to the end of the season, get us into the right. playoffs, get us yeah. through the playoffs, hopefully. Um, you know, I, I really do. And I mean, just because of how old Kai is anyway, he's, he's had a fantastic career. I, mm-hmm. I can't imagine, I believe his contract was up with, um, Colorado at the end of the season anyway. It was, yeah. Yeah, so I, I think this is probably just, hey, Kai, you're not getting all the minutes you want in Colorado. you still got gas in the tank. You could be mm-hmm. great service to us. And why not? Um, yeah. yeah. There's no I reason wish, why. You know, what, yeah, one thing that I wish, and, you know, with the Adrian Zendejas trade from Nashville just a few days earlier, I think it was, I mean, I think that's a total of 200000 in GAM that they've traded away. I just wish, and I'm sure most MLS fans wish the same thing, is I wish I knew how much money was available, how much GAM is in the pot for every team. And at any given time, you, well, you know, you know, you, I mean, maybe uh, you could if you really got let's not, it, but let's not even try to go into that. There, no, there's somewhere out there somebody knows. Oh, of course they <laughs> yeah. do. Well, um, the front like, offices know. I just wonder how many. People it's like know, yeah, I mean, on. I mean, somebody out there in fandom knows. I it's like how it, much. But, it's yeah. like asking how much gold is in Fort Knox. I mean, it's there, but we don't know how much right. money is yeah. in Fort Knox. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, I, I think uh, there's still also some trades that are paying out yet from past. Yeah. Well, actually, I guess I don't know. Did we get any gam for anybody that we? Traded. Now that I think about it, was any uh, Ramirez money oh. gam? Boy, that's con- that's that's a good point because a lot of it, including uh, I believe Kai Camara's, uh, I could be wrong, so don't quote me on that. But is 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 conditional based mm-hmm. on maybe it's the draft picks that are conditional. That's certainly the case. But some of the gam and tam from previous trades have has been conditional based yeah. on either individual yeah. performances or team performances. So it, it really gets murky. Yeah, it's hard to follow. Um. Again, these were things that had to be done. I mean, there's no, there's no way around it. Injuries caused us to spend this money on a goalkeeper and a yep. forward here. That, that that's the way it works. Um, speaking of injuries, guys, we have let's see, Amaria, Rangenson, Finley, uh, Ozzy, Finley, Ozzy. Uh, who else am I missing here? Oh, well, uh, we had a Deba- new one well, Debossi. Debasi, uh, didn't Jacory Hayes pop up? Is well, he, he came yes. back, but he oh did he? he but he came He's, back as a late sub. No, he played this past yes, game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But okay. wasn't there but, wasn't there an in, another injury from this game? It was, it was Molino with his hamstring. Yeah, Molino. Molino yeah. Yeah, yeah, hamstring. That's right. Um, so we've got a lot of injuries, and of course, still the big elf in the room, guys, is Ikapara because. Heaven forbid we don't know what's going on, and Heath even this week mentioned the fact that he's frustrated with the situation uh, with Ike. Um, so, uh, I well, you know, I don't when think you get those, those AC sprains in your shoulder, I mean, they 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 get tough. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's AC just spray. my that's my theory. But it's not a C spray. It's it's a uh, it's. It's something we talked about. You guys are in text last night, Connor, you and David talked about it. And I, I agree with you guys hundred percent. It is something that potentially is not a soccer injury. It is something a little more serious uh, and, than that. And 
to to be to be clear, I'm not trying to make light of his injury, whatever the situation is. I'm just basically saying it, your guess is as good as mine. That's basically oh good. right. I, mean, we're yeah, I have no idea. My guess is as good as anybody's right now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it sounds almost as good as Adrian Heath's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he's been training by himself in Blaine, I guess, is a good thing, uh, which means that it's potentially not a soccer bad soccer injury it could be a nagging thing but the fact that right. we don't know what it is again it's it was old news but you know and i i'd like to bring up what i was uh texting about last night you know there there's a thing with hipaa laws and sports mm-hmm. if the injury is or the best of my knowledge my understanding um is if the injury is specific to soccer so it happened in training or it happened in the game, HIPAA laws do not protect that because it's part of the business to, to disclose those injuries. Um, But if it happens outside of those cases, then HIPAA laws come into place. So that's why a lot of times you'll hear like we are now undisclosed injury. You know, sometimes you'll hear something like, Oh, so-and-so, injured i think it was a couple seasons ago somebody injured themselves like walking to training one day i like yep. slipped on the ice or something like that i think it was in mls or maybe it was the nfl even um and they didn't disclose what it was because it technically didn't happen in the in the play of a game or training um and so the fact that they continually do not tell us anything just tells me this didn't happen in training or in a game because why else would you not say it? It just, I mean, even let's talk your, uh, Tony, your uh, concussion theory. I mean, think about um, Greenspan, not Greenspan, uh, Cronin. Uh, Sam had nagging um, uh, effects from concussion, which he finally retired from, right, um, last season. Mm-hmm. And it, we knew about it the entire time. I mean, as yeah. soon as he missed a game, we knew it was nagging effects from concussion. Two months later, we still knew it was nagging effects from concussion. A year later, we still knew. I, I mean, it, 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 the fact they're not telling us says it has nothing to do with soccer. And that's actually worrisome to me. I, I, I mean, I'm honestly concerned for Ike because, you know, with my with that as a theory, I just – the things that it could be could just be bad. Uh, well, and to be move. fair, it could be, I mean, you see this, you see it, like you said, in any sport, I mean, it could, it could technically then by that, that, and that's a great point to bring up Dave and thanks, but it could be anything. It literally could be anything, could but be. if it happened outside of the soccer world, if it happened in his own home or right. wherever it happened, you know, so again, it's, yeah. I mean, he could have been you know. at the pool in his condo or if he's in a condo, I don't know. And he slipped and, you know, hit his head. Muscle and, and that's yeah. it. Well, and you gotta, you gotta wonder with uh, with that whole situation about how Adrian. Going back to how Adrian said he was frustrated by the whole situation. Uh, hmm. How does that come into it? Because he, is he frustrated because of just what's happening, or is he frustrated because he himself doesn't know, or is he frustrated? Because uh, because of these hippolas, you know. 
Um, well, I think he, I think he's frustrated by the fact that Ike's been training, but is not getting anywhere or is not getting to the point where he can get back on the pitch. I think that's because I think that in early on the timeline was completely like different. The timeline early on was a couple weeks and now it's been extended out to like a month and, and two months. So well, and as, it, yeah, and sorry, Tony, um, to your point, um, right away it was, Oh, he won't be in Florida. Mm-hmm. And then it was, two to three weeks, and now it's been a month, like you said. Yeah, I mean, this is a weird timeline. And, and wasn't, uh, in speaking of Florida, I, I thought at one point there was talk that, oh, maybe he'll be back for the knockout. That's right. That's right. Well, yeah, You're right. Was. There was. There yeah, was a, because yeah. that, originally we, I think people thought that it was COVID-related, that the reason why he didn't go to Florida was because he was worried about getting covid and when they found out that they could test players and they kind of got through the whole kind of ups and downs and then it was getting better, I think people were like, oh, yeah, he'll come back now because they don't have COVID down here or they, the bubble has worked out. But, of course, that's not the case because he never came back. Right. And even, yeah. the fact that he's, even the fact he's training by himself, and Blaine tells me I don't think it's COVID-related because uh, – He wouldn't be in Blaine. He wouldn't be in Blaine if it was COVID-related yeah. unless – Unless, of course, he, you know, maybe he got COVID and he's still having symptoms. I, we don't know. We don't know what the well, hell is going on with him. Well, even if he got COVID, he still has, has symptoms. You know, there are other players around the league that have gotten COVID, and uh, announcements have been made about their about their status. That's, that's true too. Yeah, but that doesn't necessarily mean. And Connor, that's a good point. But it doesn't mean that Ike didn't go to management and to the coaches and say, "Look, here's what happened." I don't want anybody else to know about it, you know? Well, that's true too. Uh, you know, technically COVID isn't a soccer related injury. So, yeah. um, you know, I think what well, it was the SKC match, there were what three players from SKC that were not cleared to play, which is obviously yep. COVID. Yeah, um, exactly right. So, but again, they didn't say it because that was HIPAA protections. Mm-hmm. So, so I, I guess mean, that's possible. I mean, the story goes on, guys, and, and you know, you kind of move forward without him. You got Debassi in here. Aha did a great job during the tournament. Um, yeah. So, but you can tell in some cases, uh, like the Houston match, where we're missing him. Uh, we're missing that key man in the middle uh, that brings it all together. Um, so. Well, you, you know, and also to that, um, you know, you can have the best defenders in the world, but if they're not used to playing with each other uh, that can lead to all sorts of mm-hmm. fun times. Um, you know, I, I think nothing I've seen with Debassi has said he's, uh, he's not good and he's not good enough to play, but you could see a lot of times uh, in the minutes that he's played in both games that there were just moments that he's, he's not, he's out of sync. Yeah, he's not insane. Yeah. yeah, and there's communication issues, of course, and that happens with new players. Yeah. Um, um, except unless you're Reynoso. Apparently, you're Reynoso, then yeah. well, apparently you can just slip just right into a team, and yeah. it's like nothing ever happened. Yeah, because he just he's got that he's got that intelligence that's just through the roof, man. Yeah, that's oh, shit. It's weird. Um, so a big game coming up, guys, on Wednesday against Columbus. Um, that is in Columbus. Hopefully our starting lineup will be 
mostly the same. I think is Ozzy coming back now, or is he not? Wouldn't hold my breath on that one. Yeah, me neither. I have not heard anything. I I believe the timeline for all three of them is still two to three weeks, and technically three weeks is this week. So Mm. I would say phase three for all three of them. So that means Dotson's back in the middle. Um, Hopefully Gregor has his um, red card taken away. He could play. If he can't, that means we'd have to put uh, someone like – Musa in there, yeah, yeah. Which is terrifying to me. So hopefully we switch terrifying. to four three three. Yeah, yeah. Um, which and still might be kind of weird, but will we necessity. Will we see the start of uh, Kai Kamara, or will it be a Mason Toy start with Kai coming in at the half? Now, there's no guarantee that this is going to get out before that game. I hope so, but my work days get in the way. Um, that's not true. My work days don't get in the way. They're supposed to happen. Um, so my my theory is that Schoenfeld will start. Okay. Right. Yeah. I and Kai will I think, come uh, in. Yeah, I think Schoenfeld starts because Toy has looked out of sync. Uh, Kai will not get the start because he is still new to the team. Yeah, that's right. And he needs yeah. to get uh, more practice hours in there. Uh, but, yes, I think you're right, David. I think uh, Kai gets um, gets into the game maybe at the 60th or 70th minute or so. Yeah, and just, you know, he's, 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 an, he's 36, year old, 36 years old. He's an MLS veteran. He's been – this will be his eighth team or he's been with eight teams. He's been around. I, I think he could slot in there. And, yeah, but most likely late minutes. Agree with you, Connor and David. But, yeah, I think – I mean, one thing – I think the lineup is going to be – I mean, just we're rolling the dice. I mean, I wish we could have more insight, but just with the injuries that we've had and, and uh, the injuries coming into Houston and out of Houston, gosh, you don't know what you're going to see, I don't, I don't think. And it's you know, a short, I, I think, week, short, short practice. So. Yeah, you know, it'll be Dane in goalkeeper. I think it'll be pretty obvious Gasper, Boxel, um, Aha, and Romain cross back. Yeah. You know, I think if we do a three-three, I I would say that Dotson will be in the middle. Um, God, you know, Edwards on the left, and maybe Reynoso on the right. No, nah, I think it'll be Hairston on the right, and then up front, you're going to see Reynoso and Lud. With Schoenfeld in the middle. Mm-hmm. Renoso on the left. Mm-hmm. Lud on, well, wait. I can't right, remember no, which Renoso side right, Renoso is. Lud left. Yeah, Renoso yeah. right and Lud left. Yeah. Right. Um, so at, at least they can put together a lineup. I mean, they will. And, and it, it's going to be, a, I mean, we'll say this you know, they beat Columbus back in Orlando in, in the shootout. It was a 1 1 drop. But then since then, I mean, <clears throat> Columbus is sitting on top of the supporter shield standings right now at 27 points, I believe. But I don't know if you look at, and, and they're number one in the power rankings, how could they not be? I mean, they have 27 points, but you look at their schedule since they came out of, um, you know, since they got beat by the United Minnesota United and came out of Orlando, they, they beat the Chicago fire. They lost to New York FC. They drew a nil nil against Cincinnati they, their one, I think, impressive win was earlier this month, beating 
the Union, you know, 1-0. But, but then they beat Cincinnati, and they drew against Chicago. They beat Nashville, and that's it. I, I, their strength of schedule has not been impressive. Well, that's and it's true. their win, I mean, their entire performance hasn't been impressive. No, honestly, no. I mean, they have 20 goals for, four against. Their defense has been great. Mm-hmm. Goals for 20. I mean, we have what, 23, 24? Yeah. Um, Kansas City has 23, I think. Seattle, I think, has like 35 million. I don't know. I got a bunch yeah. after that one. Their goal difference is plus 16 right Yeah, now. after destroying San Jose. Um, yeah. But, I mean, you know, I don't think that overall their performances have been what I would say Minnesota United 2019. Like, the defense has been solid. The defense has carried them. The offense has been good at times and eh, and other. I, I don't. I still don't think Columbus is that convincing of a of a number one in the power rankings team. I, I just don't. Um, I, I'm predicting a win. I think we're going to win it. I, I really do. I don't think they're that great. In Columbus. Yep. Uh, I'll maintain that. I've said that ever since MLS is back turning. I'm going to maintain. I don't think they're that great. And, Dave, and it's to your point, I don't think their schedule's been anything to – Take seriously. It is true. Yeah. They've, uh, they got, I mean, like, yeah, like you say, they did get the one win against the Union, but the other one decent bit of competition they had was against New York City FC, and they lost that one. Um, so, yeah, you're right. And um, uh, more to that, David, I got to say, I like this new side of optimism from you. I really like that. You know, I haven't been drinking I think- that much. I think you've been more optimistic. I think you've actually been more, in the last say month or so. You've been more optimistic, more optimistic about the going into these matches than I have even, which you know is a bit surprising. But hey, why not? And you know what? Fine. Okay, Columbus. Okay, they have twenty-seven points, so you know it's hard not to put them at the top. But you know, yeah, I don't think you. I don't think Minnesota, even with the injuries, I don't think they're going into Columbus thinking, oh, okay. Let's let's just survive this game, not getting anybody yeah, else hurt. So. Yeah. They're going they're going in thinking that they have a chance to take points, plural. You know, out yeah. of this one. Or I mean, well, it, that's their attitude going into any game. But, yeah. yeah. Well, I hope yeah. so. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to go and think. Yeah. No, we're probably going to lose this one. Let's just. I mean, stay <laughs> in Texas. Yeah, if they're playing in Texas, yeah. that might be their attitude. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you don't. Heath, Heath, Heath is not saying, okay, we're going to lose this game, but. <laughs> yes, he does. In Texas, he does. <laughs> hey, we're done. I wonder what happened uh, at the time they go to Montreal, because they always win there. Well, there you go. Yeah. We're going to win this one. It's there. You know, I, I, I really see Columbus as being that match where it's like, okay, Heath is going to say our big challenge tonight is scoring goals, because yeah. that's exactly what it is. Now, we know how to beat them theoretically mm-hmm. because Dotson knows how to control Darlington Nagney. Yep. And yeah. he showed, because he showed it, he did phenomenally in the four, three, three against them in, uh, in the tourney. So to me, we're going to go out with the exact same game plan as we did in the knockout round. And with better, but, with uh, ultimately better uh, attackers now. 
Yeah. So it's going to be let's score goals. That's going to be our yeah, challenge. That's a good, yeah, that's a good point because you've got, uh, I mean, to your point with Dotson, um, he contains Darlington Nagby. Well, on the flip side, you've got Jan Gregus, who has uh, shown that he can deal with Lucas Silarayan as well. And if he's there, um, if he's there so he, which as of we, as of this recording, we can't assume he's oh, going to be available. Right. In fact, yes. I would assume he's not going to be there. But that's yeah. right. I, I mean, it, considering Darn you red card, yeah, considering Heath let the other red card go, I have a feeling he's going to let this one go. Oh Jesus, Jesus, crazy! So you know, before we get out of here, we didn't talk about the fact that uh, Houston should have been down to nine men. If the red card philosophy would have held throughout the entire game, then yes. Um, because Reynoso got scissor scissor chopped twice in that game. Yeah. Yeah. And we even have the uh, MLS experts, quote unquote, agreeing that at least one of those was without a doubt a straight red. Yeah. Um, and this the second one, or the first, I think it would have been, um, was it questionable i mean there there were i don't know if if jan's if jan was a red they should have been down to nine men without a doubt oh, um, yeah. i mean swinging in the air above somebody's head is a red card scissor, scissor kicking somebody is a no foul hmm. yeah, i mean the, the, those two particular fouls on Reynoso looked dangerous i mean they yeah. were dangerous dangerous tackles mm-hmm. uh and i don't even know i think the first one didn't even get a card or the second one got yellow yeah. i think is that right even i don't even know if the other one got one um but anyway I we can bitch about the refs all night long speaking of i've been impressed with them all flipping year so you know with the uh draw do we have any drunk texts that we're going over is no. that considered the same as a loss or not? No, it wasn't a loss. So there's nothing you you said that uh, at one point you said Gasper was shit, but that's about it. Well, I was thinking more along uh, the lines of what you said. Didn't oh, you have a I, uh, uh, no. I mean, I was ah. my man of the match was uh 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 what is the premium oh, yeah, elite the, the elite beer that I had uh, yeah. Grain Bell Premium Elite, which I tried for the first time ever, and it is a very good beer, boys. Very good beer. I, I have to admit, I almost named Aaron Rodgers the man of matching. Um, yeah, I know you did. Damn it. Yeah. But then I was like, that wouldn't have been quite right, so I was going to go with Aaron Jones because he was better. Aaron, Aaron Jones would uh, be better, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it, it, it's, a struggle. it's a struggle as Vikings fans. I mean, as trying to pick a man of the match in those situations, um, especially after I think it was just coming off of you know the halftime lead. We went with – didn't we go – we couldn't – we went Dane St. Clair. I – yeah. I don't know. I wanted. Yeah. I, I I really thought about everybody else, but I there's nobody that really really stood out. The, yeah, didn't and have. Yeah. The reality is, if we didn't have Dane saves, it would have been a lot worse. Yeah. Well, yeah. Exactly. Right. So, because I mean, he literally saved the game. I don't remember what minute that was. Toward the very end, he got that one save in the bottom corner. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have made it three two. Yep. But I mean, he had. I don't even. I didn't even look to see how many saves he had. Several, but oh yeah. I mean, he was deserving, one hundred percent. Of course he was. Sure. All right, boys. I guess that's it for our Zoom cast. I do want it to is, say yeah. thanks to our sponsor, Roughneck Scarves, official scarf supplier to cut to MLS, USL, and US Soccer. 
Get custom scarves for your group or team at roughneckscarves.com. Uh, for myself, Tony, for David, Dave, and Connor, we'll talk to you guys in about a week. All right, see ya. See ya next time.